This week we speak to violinist Laura Barton and we're talking about Richard Strauss's Metamorphosen. Hi Laura. Hi Phil, thanks for having me. You're welcome. Now Laura, this is a very interesting piece. I find the music itself fascinating and the story behind it is fascinating. Tell us when this work was written and why. Well, it was written at the close of the Second World War. During the war, Strauss had a bit of a um, varied political position as it was viewed by the rest of the world. So he was used by the Nazi party to put out the view that classical music was very Germanic, very Aryan, and couldn't be anything else. And this was not how he felt at all, but he was persecuted in his family because he had Jewish family members. They were persecuted. And so he had to comply, basically. And so at the end of the war, he was about 80 years old and very unwell and very worn down by all of this. He was living in the small town of Garmisch and he was just very contemplative and reflective on what had become of Germany in the war. And he started reading the complete works of Goethe. He was inconsolable about the destruction of so many of the great German opera houses, which he viewed as the total destruction of German culture. And he began sketching several works. And so there was a lot of disagreement about the origin of Metamorphosen and what the cause of him writing it was. But ultimately he was sketching some works. There was one that was a lament for Munich and he was also setting a choral version of Goethe's poem Niemand wird sich selber kennen, or No One Can Know Himself. And it was ultimately that poem and the setting that he began to make of it that became Metamorphosen. If you look at it, there are sort of the melodic features and a lot of harmonic features that carry through. So that was where it began, but through Metamorphosen, it inverts the sort of classical concept of metamorphosis, which is the change between man's human form um, to attaining the divine. So it's going from humanity to the godly. And Strauss subverted that by having basically the opposite, the story of German culture. Before the war, it had reached this pinnacle with Wagner even, Brahms and Mahler, and then through the course of the war, descended into, as he calls it, bestiality, where man is killing man. And so that's all very prevalent throughout the work, I think. You describe it so well, Laura. I, I find Richard Strauss's situation during the war so tragic because on the one hand, he felt that he could safeguard German culture from the barbarians, but he, in doing so, he actually became part of the validation of the Nazi program, which left him in a terrible position and it haunted him in his later years and it haunted his reputation, unfortunately. And he also had the additional compromise, as you've mentioned, of Jewish relatives, which he was trying to protect. But let's go on to the music now. It's a very complex work. I think he began it originally as a septet, but somehow it grew into a work for 23 solo strings. Talk about the music and the textures. 
Absolutely. So he did begin setting it for a septet, so for seven string players. But then his friend Paul Zacher tried to commission a work from Strauss, and he had commissioned works from many other great composers of the 20th century. And so Strauss then thought that this would be an appropriate work to write and dedicate to Paul Zacher and his musicians. So the subtitle for 23 solo strings refers to the fact that there are it's for 23 strings musicians and each of them has their own individual line so while they will often be playing the same part as someone else there are moments where there are actually 23 separate lines happening at the same time which makes it very complicated to play and to interpret as a musician and as an audience member so it's very difficult to sort of put it all together in a way that the audience can understand it as well so that's exactly what I'd like to talk about now because you actually have played this in a septet version but you've also conducted it which means you have to have an understanding of everyone's part. So what were the keys that helped unlock this music and its complexity for you? I think initially I had performed it in the septet arrangement several years ago so I had an initial understanding of that. In terms of my own score preparation, I went through the whole work pretty painstakingly and found every moment where instruments were playing together and then wrote down what they were. So I had note pages filled with just numbers of these bars are played by these instruments and these other instruments are their own group as well. And it was very confusing, but probably the most useful event that I experienced in preparing the work was in 2018 when Simone Young came to Annam very conveniently to perform Metamorphosen with us. So I had already begun working on my masters when I found out she was going to be doing this and I was very excited. And that was extremely useful in both having her insane amount of knowledge and experience and directing us and every nuance that she had found in it that weren't always the same as my own and I didn't take all of them on in my own interpretation but it was really interesting to experience her view of the work as well and then to play it under her direction. So I think in that performance I played seventh violin or something which is actually very good to play one of the more internal parts and get a feel for how they worked together rather than just hearing the solo line all the time. It's easier to follow. So that was a really invaluable experience and I also interviewed her during that time which was very kind of her to allow me to do about her past experiences conducting and rehearsing the work and her thoughts on the piece, her thoughts on Strauss. So it was all really really valuable for me. Well you won't get a better guide into that piece I suggest than Simone Young. Now there's a connection to Beethoven with this work, could you tell us about that please? One of the main motifs, there are I think six or seven motifs throughout the Metamorphosen work, and the main one of them that we hear right from the beginning is a quote from the slow movement of Beethoven's third symphony, Eroica. So the slow movement is a funeral march, and right at the end of Metamorphosen, in both arrangements, the 23 strings and the septet, it is quoted in full in the cellos and basses, along with the words in memoriam. So, the Eroica Symphony was written by Beethoven um, during the time of Napoleon, and it was the composition occurred around the time when Napoleon declared himself Emperor of France. And so before that moment, Beethoven was going to dedicate the symphony explicitly to Napoleon. 
But then after the event, when Napoleon declared himself emperor, Beethoven was so angry that he famously scratched out the dedication so hard that he tore up the manuscript and renamed it Eroica or Heroic and called it to the memory of a great man. And so this can be interpreted as the memory of the great man that Napoleon had been in Beethoven's eyes, especially before he became a tyrant. And so this is then mirrored in 1930s Germany, when Hitler had originally to the German people appeared to be almost a savior coming in to bring them out of the depression following the First World War. And then obviously that didn't work out the way that the German people expected, but was all part of Hitler's grand plan. And so it's showing how, again, someone who was viewed to be great then became one of the worst monsters of our time. And so the idea of in memoriam at the end of Strauss's work references Beethoven's dedication to the memory of a great man and ties that in again to the whole German culture that's right. I think it's only fair to Strauss to point out that at no point did he ever regard Adolf Hitler as a great man. But I think the In Memoriam definitely is a reference back to the Eroica Symphony. And I feel that the In Memoriam is really referring to what Germany was, a great cultural nation brought to bestiality. And I'd just like to quote this line that Strauss wrote after he finished Metamorphosen. He wrote this in his diary, the most terrible period of human history as at an end, the 12 year reign of bestiality, ignorance and anti-culture under the greatest criminals during which Germany's 2000 years of cultural evolution met its doom. So I think his thoughts on, on all of that are fairly clear. Could I also just say how that is depicted properly in the music? I envisage Metamorphosen as a complete overview of all of German culture. So it begins, you know, very dark, very slow, as it would have been 500 years ago, maybe. And then the music gradually gets faster, it becomes more complicated, becomes happier, until we finally reach a point of unbridled joy and optimism that lasts for, in terms of the music, perhaps a minute and builds up to a climax and then very literally comes crashing back down, which I think is an excellent mirror. Laura, I love your overview. I think that's fascinating and I really enjoyed your performance. Now, do you plan to do more conducting? And if so, what would you like to conduct? I would love to do more conducting. At this current time, it's a little bit difficult. I had some plans in place at the start of the year that have now unfortunately been put on hold, but hopefully can be picked up again. In terms of what I would like to conduct, Metamorphosen was basically the pinnacle of it for me, so I, I started very strong. I would love to perform Metamorphosen again in the 23 string version and lead it from the first violin chair. I think that would be an incredible experience and very, very difficult, but I would love to do that in terms of conducting works. I'm not sure. Probably some of Beethoven's symphonies, honestly. I love them and I think that would be so much fun. Well, you've got so much to explore and I'm sure Metamorphosen will be a companion of yours for life. So I look forward to hearing future interpretations also. Thanks so much for talking to us today, Laura. Thank you so much, it's been great. Thank you. 
Thanks for listening to Anam Radio. Our next podcast will feature pianist Nicholas Young with some delightful Mozart, undeservedly neglected, the music that is not Mozart, his six German dances for piano. Music